listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 The Tennessee Titans get a 34-31 win in overtime, uh, lengthening their lead over the Colts in the AFC South by three games, and now they've won both games, so they have the tiebreaker, obviously. But Derrick Henry with a foot injury will have surgery out for an indefinite amount of time, but it's safe to say it's it's not going to be uh, before the playoffs begin, RJ. So right now, McKenzie, based upon – the reporting, the beat writers, just an aggregation of all the information out there. What is your over-under for Henry's return? Eight weeks. Split the over-under of six to ten weeks right down the middle. Over-under eight weeks would be my best estimate. So that would be before the end of the regular season? Yes, right in time for the wild card of the playoffs, yep. Okay, so now the question is this, and this is going to feel like a shot out of left field. But this reminds me in a way of Drew Brees when he hurt his hand. Some smart people said, you know something? As long as his hand heals, him not putting those six or eight weeks of wear and tear on his arm, which at the time was you know, questionable in its strength, maybe that helps him. Because one of the things we know is older quarterbacks tend to break down over the season. We'll take a big, long break in the middle, and you don't break down as much. Well, Henry, as a running back, he seems superhuman, but every back in the history of the world has been susceptible to being overused and then hitting a wall. It's not that, oh, you have a four or five year, it's hitting a wall. One time you're the number one pick, one season in fantasy drafts, and two seasons later, you're literally out of the league. That's how it's happened. And could it be that with Henry entering this third historic year of carries and usage, that this time off, if he comes back 100%, and especially considering, and I know that's not certain with the injury like this, considering how much of a driver's seat position Tennessee is in in the division, could this AJ be an improvement to Tennessee's odds to win the Super Bowl if you think of it as in a healthy and rested King Henry for the playoffs? Because what games really matter between now and then? Yeah, if you if you assume that this three plus game lead now now that they hold the tiebreaker over the Colts is enough that it's going to be insurmountable for the Colts, well, then no, this but let's mi- say ninety percent. Yeah, this might be the best thing that could have happened to the Titans. Now, obviously, you don't like him to be you don't like Derrick Henry to be shaking rust off, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. But you do assume that you'll get a healthy and, and rested Derrick Henry come playoff time. So, I, if this may be. I don't know that it's you could say that an injury improves your odds, but it's it's certainly second level thinking to think that it that it could help. So, have you heard others talk about this? I've not heard much of it today. Not not about that portion of it. Hmm. I like that. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight <laughs> out of Vegas, baby. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay. Now you say if they can hold the three and a three game lead, ah, King Henry, the most valuable non-quarterback this century. I amazingly heard his name, Adrian Peterson, in his prime was worth about a point and a half per game. New Tennessee now, Titan, Adrian Peterson, by the way. Now, do you? Now he's not worth a point and a half now. He's <laughs> over under for total points is a point and a half. But here's the question. Give the guy credit. He's a true freak physically. But do you think that, that, that Henry is better 
than Adrian Peterson in his prime in a league at the time that ran the ball a lot more than it does now. Is he better? I would say no. Okay, I would then say, how could he be worth more? I, I, I would say Derrick Henry is m- maybe more, at least as valuable to his team's success as as Adrian Peterson was, though. This 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 is okay. the one team okay. That's fine. That, that still kind of plays that old-school football. So I would say that they're they're probably equal. Okay, so let's give them two points just to make it easy to see my point. Okay. okay. So Adrian Peterson, and there's been other one-and-a-half point types. Tomlinson, I'm sure, guys like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, for a year, maybe two. Okay, here's the thing. Let's say it's two. And say, okay, eight games he misses. So that's going to be 16 total points, two per game is the estimate. Okay, it takes about 32, 33 points for an NFL win historically is the way it's capped with the margin. That's what history tells us. So effectively, they're losing. Now, this is all mathematics, but they're losing a half a win, Tennessee, by missing Henry for eight games. Okay, they're up three games. So that means it's like they have Henry, but they gave a half game back would be the same thing. And thus, the odds of them giving up the three-game lead is much, much smaller than it might seem. And because of that, I think that, you know, you brought up a great point, is does the Colts, because it seems like Henry's so instrumental, and he must be at least as valuable as Tannehill, that, and I don't think the analytics people think that, or even the head coach, but... Uh, could it be that Reich and them get sucked into it because Henry is that face of the franchise and his absence feels so big, we're leading the show with it, that maybe they make a decision that hurts them in the long run because there is a decision to make with Carson Wentz. Yeah, if Carson Wentz reaches 75% of the snaps on the season, then the the draft pick that they're sending to the Philadelphia Eagles becomes a first-round draft pick. So that conditional second would turn into a first. Or 70% and they reach the playoffs, though. If they make the playoffs, I think they'll feel like a first-rounder was worth it. The Colts, you're right, it's an interesting predicament because the next two weeks – it could, you know, they could be easy wins. The Jets so and the Jags. So lay, lay out what you think the choice might be for them. I think the choice is in the next few weeks they need to decide whether or not they believe they can they can make the playoffs or not. And if they don't feel like they can make the playoffs, it's in their best interest to let Carson Wentz sit down and and, and finish is the it? rest of the season from the sidelines. Is it? Has a team ever done that before? Uh, not that I can recall, but I don't know that there's been a team in their situation with a quarterback a who could turn into a first round pick. Sat their best play, their best or their quarterback because they were tanking. Even in these quote unquote tanking scenarios, you don't see the starting quarterback not play. No, you don't. But would this be considered tanking? Well, it would be even more egregious because it would be so obvious to draw a line from the decision to something about draft choices when you're are they going to give a significant discount to the season ticket holders that go to those games? The chances are good they would not. Okay, so could you imagine them I don't think there's any scenario that they they don't play him unless he gets hurt and then they can make that tight call where tip like if he's missing a bone in his foot like he was before the first game, and he's at 68%. Thus, if he plays another game of the final three, he's gonna, they're going to owe a first-round pick. That foot's going to hurt a little bit more. I, I see that clearly. But never has there been a overt – like, and, and you can't just say the quarterback's hurt. 
So, I mean, to me, I think there's scenarios that it'd be a close call injury-wise to put him back on the field. And the in that case, the first or second round conditional element of that pick would drive it, I think, because they could have plausible deniability. But without that, the Colts front office or coaches could not sit him, I don't think, and it pass, and it'd be okay. Thoughts? My, my thoughts are that in the, in the next few weeks, they may feel like they have more I'm of a chance. I'm saying they lose and lose and lose, all right? And they don't think they have a chance. Can you imagine them sitting, coming and saying, Carson Wentz is sitting down. We're not going to fake it that he has any injury. He is going to cause – by not playing, though, we're paying him – you know, whatever, $30 million or 20, mm-hmm. you know, 28. Well, how much are you paying him this year? Like 35, right? I th- it's something like that. Over Mackenzie, 30. Can you check that? It is over 30. And we're going to sit him because we made a bad trade and we don't want to pay full market value for him, even though we thought he was worth it. It doesn't I happen. I don't. It does not happen. And now let me ask you this. If you are a fan of that team, do you want it to happen? No, because I'm a believer that there's a human element to this. And I'll never tire of saying this. The Giants, when they beat the undefeated Patriots, would have never done that. Never. No chance if they didn't play hard in Week 17 when they were trying to stop them from being undefeated. Remember, Giants were locked up at that point in a wild card slot. And they were even slotted. It was no variation. They had nothing to play for. And here comes history. Going for 16-0. and 0. And it, you remember that game, don't you? Yep. One of the great NFL games. It was such a big game. They had where, like, it was back when Thursday nights were, I think, only on the NFL Network. But then they said, we're going to give it to both CBS, I think it was, and NBC or whichever two at the same time. Because we don't want anyone not to be able to see this game. And it was a humongous event. And um, and I thought it was a Thursday night game, but maybe it was. They just were going. They were going to broadcast it on uh, Sunday night, but it was going to be the NFL Network. Whatever the day was, I don't remember because I don't think they had Thursday games last week. But it was like the game, and to me, they took a punch from the Patriots. They gave a punch and they left that game saying, you know, we can play with them. And I strongly believe if they didn't play that game, they wouldn't have won it. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. So you never know, because what were the odds of that wild card team facing the Patriots in the Super Bowl? Like uh, they were very, very unlikely, yeah, at least. Now, one thing you have said about quarterbacks is if you've got a lottery ticket, you've got to see what it's worth. Yes. And the Colts do have a rookie quarterback listed second on no, their no, no, depth Carson chart. Carson Wentz is the lottery ticket. Oh, okay. So you don't know All what right. you have with him. And plus, you don't need to play a lottery ticket if you have your star. Is Carson Wentz your solid starter or isn't he? He is, but is he your starter beyond this year? I well, think yeah, is the question you have to ask. he's got another year in his contract. They didn't give up a first-round pick and a third. Remember, the third is w- locked in, and it's either first or second. It's the second pick. They didn't give that up for one-year rental. No. I mean, Sam Darnold got his fifth-year option signed. That atrocity. <laughs> I mean, Carson. I mean, that's why, as much as people said, "Oh, Carson went," he um. Uh, that contract is an albatross. It's like, no, he took that contract with him and still got effectively a first and a third out of it. Sam Darnold, they took him, didn't even have to sign the 50-year option. And did it anyway. And they did. They exercised it without having to before his fourth year, which was one of the dumbest moves ever. I said it at the time, and it looks dumber every week. But I digress. I'm RJ (laughs) Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Any closing thoughts on Henry? Let's get I think some odds, that, maybe. 
but you go ahead first. Oh, the, uh, the updated odds for the Tennessee Titans, and you mentioned that the, the odds for, uh, are moving even – could be moving up. All right, the so Titans let me are- let, let, what you get settled and let me set it up, is the Titans win a game that they were coin flip on, you know, effectively with the line, and where they were underdogs effectively as the line kept going up in favor of the Colts. But after winning that game – and losing Henry, so two big things, right? Win the game, lose Henry. The odds have actually improved. Tennessee has a better chance to win the Super Bowl now than they did yesterday, 24 hours ago, or 30 hours ago. Yeah. And it goes to show you how big that win was, to lose the best running back in football, and it'd be smaller than winning that game because the odds have gotten better. Well, how did they move? The odds before this weekend, 16-1 to 1 for the Titans. The odds currently, 14-1 to 1 for the Titans. They opened at 30 before the season. Let me, I got a pen one paper. Let me, yep, that's better. And the odds for the <laughs> Titans to make the playoffs currently off the board. Ooh, the bookies being scared as usual. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar. Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All right, let's take a gander at these playoff odds, AJ, because I'm telling you, there's a bet in here. So we've got the big boys, and the first five slots are like locked up, and we'll get to the Rams and their improvement they made today. But then you got the Saints in the sixth slot, but their record at five and two is so clearly ahead that, you know, even without, uh, you know, even if Winston's out for the year, I mean, listen to these quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, and they've played a combined 16 games for the saints and Peyton and they're 13 and three. Is that good? And, Let's add in Trevor Simeon. So Trevor <laughs> Simeon, right? Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, who was sent out of town by Carolina with like 75% of his contract paid just to get him out of town, which I don't understand when you're bringing in Sam Darnold, but okay. And Taysom Hill or uh, Taysom Hill and, and Winston. It's like none of these you could make a you could make a starter amongst all four of them like six million dollar man style and I don't think you have a good quarterback. I don't disagree with that. And how Sean Payton might be the best coach behind Belichick in the NFL. It's pretty incredible what he's been able to do, you know, with the, with the quarterbacks. I mean, not that Drew Brees has, you know, Drew Brees has been obviously great, so he's done a lot with a great quarterback. But when Brees has been out the last couple of years, the way he's kept it running so smoothly is quite impressive. So let's take a look at the Rams uh, of the top couple teams now, because I'm interested in Tampa Bay first. So, so the, go ahead. the I was going to say the six of the top eight. In the uh, in the playoff odds are from the NFC, so th- th- in, that includes the Saints uh, being the eighth. But the, right, so the NFC, the Saints, there's only two AFC teams 
in the top eight. Yes, the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens, the only two teams with better playoff odds than the New Orleans Saints right now. From the AFC. Wow. Yes. So it's it's top-heavy in the NFC, and what I want to do is just kind of do a minute or so on some of the big teams. I mean, the Saints, I know, listen, you can look at that pick six and say, oh, that's why they won. It's like, no, because, I mean, they were up significantly uh, after the, well, I think it was uh, the first drive of the second half, and and then from there, Brady had two touchdowns. And listen, at the very best point for Tampa Bay, when they took the lead, they had a 60% chance to win the game. So for like a fleeting five minutes, they were just above a coin flip. The Saints really did well in that game. And, I mean, if you can just dismantle Tampa Bay that way, who can't you beat in any given Sunday? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you show up and play like that, you're, you're, you're in it with everybody. So, all right, now let's look at Tampa Bay. How much does this worry you? This is how an older quarterback, this, did it feel like a Peyton Manning is last year? I wouldn't say that, and especially because it's just one game. I mean, Tom Brady's played very well this season up until yesterday, so I'm not getting that last season of Peyton Manning vibe quite yet with Tom Brady. I agree with you, and I think you're making a savvy point about this year. He top PFF grade, top number one quarterback, Tom Brady. He did have three turnovers, the three biggest plays, because he had a fumble too. The three biggest plays of the game, EPA-wise, were all negative to Tampa Bay, and they were all three of Brady's turnovers. Think about that for a minute. The three worst plays of anyone made on the field was Brady yesterday. Okay, the Rams. They are saying all in, and then they're borrowing money and going all in again. Like it's some movie where they don't understand the rules of all in. <laughs> what do you think of this trade? I, I think it's great for the Rams. So I mean, Von, the trade? Von Miller to the Rams. Uh, I haven't seen the, the full extent of what's coming back to the Broncos. I know it's draft picks, uh, two day, right, well, day two let, draft picks. McKenzie, mm, that's not my understanding. So, McKenzie, what are you seeing officially? Denver receives a second and a third round pick. Denver will also pay $9 million of the $9.7 million they are sending away in Von Miller to yeah. L.A. So two day two draft picks and no, they're no, paying no, no. his money. He said second and third. Oh, you're calling second and third round day two? Well, I they mean, both happen on th- day two of the draft. That's deceiving. That's deceiving. <laughs> it's the second and third round. I mean, Jimmy G went for a day. Th- Jimmy G got traded for a day two pick then. All right. So, no, 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 no. Day two has, has the old connotation still. So, okay, so a second, the, some say second-round picks are more valuable than first-round picks. Because you don't can, have to have that fifth year. Yeah, well, no, because that's an option, but it's the economics of it. You're, get, you're paying so much less for people. And they especially say once you get past 15 or 16, a lot of people would rather have the 33rd pick than the 17th. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it's true of everyone or even a majority, but, I mean, you know, though the Rams you wouldn't expect to be at the top of the round – it's like, but I think that what McKenzie said at the end is the key. Is effectively Denver, this is like the Phoenix Suns did years ago. I think it was like 2008. They traded a first round pick for cash. It was like they got nothing back but like $3 million. <laughs> That's not allowed anymore. Uh, you know, it's not, but they do, they find ways to do it, right? right? They throw back like a conditional second round, you know. But here's the thing is if you think about it, isn't that exactly – the first time this happened in the NFL 
was in the opposite direction when the ostrich, Osweiler, from Denver to Cleveland, remember. And the Browns were hopeless that year, so they took on a massive salary. But, you know, because Osweiler wasn't worth anywhere near his salary at that point, but they were able to offload it, but they got, like, premium picks to do that. So in this case, Denver's on the receiving end now saying, hey, we'll give you, um, you know, Von Miller and we'll pay an inordinate amount of his salary. But you've got to pay a premium coming back because we'll do the financial side. So it's really financial versus picks, which very rarely is as explicit as it's been here. Yeah. If the fact that they're paying almost the entire salary. I mean, this is this is really if you like you said, if the, if those picks are less important to the Rams, which I think the Rams believe they've got a chance to win now. I think Denver is a team that's but still kind of building on. for the future. You think the Rams think they have a chance to win now. Is I was I was I was juxtaposing the fact the Broncos, who don't seem like they're a team that thinks they can win right now, are well, getting no, I think both of an them asset that they extreme. want. The Denver is got they gutted the team effectively. Yeah. They they didn't get a quarterback when they had a chance. Now I'm not sure now Mac Jones obviously do you do you really think that Denver would pass on Mac Jones right now? Zero chance. I don't think so either. I agree. I think they take Mac Jones. They passed on him. And the cornerbacks worked out. I mean, uh, so yeah. But it's like when you need. But if you start the season with Teddy Bridgewater and Luck, you are pretty much saying we can't win this year. And then you, look, the coach is likely gone. And now they're like, hey, by the way, just to make sure everyone knows we're done, we'll trade our the face of our franchise. Who is the face of the Denver franchise right now? It's Von Miller. Well, oh, before after this trade, he's. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Uh, he's, he's on the Saints. That can't I mean, be. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, the coach is gone. Elway's stepped into the shadows. Uh, I don't know. This is it, what I'm saying is you've got to downgrade Denver off of this, not just because not cause of Van, Von Miller at all, but because of the, how demoralizing this is. Do you agree? I do absolutely agree. Now, it's the opposite with the Rams. They found a, a new way. To load up in a given year, because I don't think we've seen this before. And you, you've talked about the Rams, you know, being so reliant on Aaron, Aaron Donald and, and uh, Ramsey being healthy. This gives them another guy that they can lean on, gives them a little bit more depth on that defensive side, so they're not so one or two player dependent. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com, and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.